Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Single Father Podcast with your host, Father DZ, where we talk about the joys and challenges of raising kids on our own. Join us for inspiring stories, practical advice, and a healthy dose of humor as we navigate the ups and downs of single fatherhood together. Follow us for the latest episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and a community of fellow single dads. Relationships, parenting, mental health. Let's vent together. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and otherwise, it is your host, Kendall Doniker, a.k.a. Father DZ, here to make life a little bit more easy by giving you a look inside my journal on what I call the Single Father Podcast. In this podcast, we explore the joys and challenges of being a single father. I give you a look inside my life when it comes to mental health, relationships, parenting, and everything in between. I hope you can join me for a healthy dose of humor as we discuss what makes things for us stronger, harder, and potentially even more challenging. But I'm glad I got you guys here together with me so we can have a nice venting session together. Um, thank you for allowing me to vent with you. Again, I am uh, Father Deasy here. Guys, uh, you'll have to excuse me. I'm a little under the weather. So this uh, this episode is going to be a little bit of a Q&A from um, a lot of the fans and um, the dedicated listeners that I have out there. I'm just going to be answering some questions and... Uh, you know, taking some comments and things like that. And I, I hope that makes a good episode for you guys. I didn't have a lot to talk about this week. I've been really so sick. Um, and I hope it doesn't show on the, on the podcast, but, um, I'm just so under the weather. Um, it started out as strep throat and then it kind of got into a territory of just full on. I'm sick. So, yeah. So with that being said, um, we can just jump right into it, but first and foremost, uh, once again, thank you guys for listening um, to the Single Father Podcast. Um, look at without you guys listening, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't be here talking to myself. So it's nice to have fans out there that support me. Um, in the next coming episodes, I'm going to be taking on some deeper topics. Hopefully, having some amazing guests on the show. Um, last week's episode was amazing speaking to author Andy Heller about co-parenting divorce, um, and just getting some practical advice when it comes to how to handle things better. Um, I've already been interjecting that into a lot of what I do on a daily basis, um, when it comes to how I communicate with my co-parent and really how I go about things and how I react to things as well. So. Um, you know, I want to thank him again. That was really, that was one of, that was one of my favorite episodes. It really was. Um, and I hope to have him back again, um, in the next couple months just to do a little recap or follow up. So that'd be nice. Um, yeah. And, and you look, follow us on social media. It really helps. It's at the single father podcast pretty much everywhere. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Only thing I'm not on is, uh, Twitter. Um, I have my own personal Twitter at Kendall Doniker. Um, so re- just follow us. We're always posting cool things and 
You can stay up to date with the latest episodes and maybe get some behind the scenes content as well. Um, so that'd be great. Um, I'm trying full blown video podcasts now. So this, uh, the videos will be posted to our YouTube channel at the single father podcast to be able, if you want to see my, uh, my beautiful mug, check out our YouTube. So thank you. Um, other housekeeping is we have a Patreon. If you want to become a patron of the podcast, support the podcast. Look, it's just the price of a cup of coffee. You can do $5 a month. We have five, 10, 15. Um, you know, we have different tiers. I forgot which one's which, but you know, there's tiers where I give you guys a, a shout out on every episode. Uh, you have, um, voting power over upcoming episodes. We have a Facebook group, a community uh, exclusive to our Patreon groups that we can communicate with and bond with each other on um so yeah check out our patreon it's just patreon.com slash the single father podcast and um support the show it really helps um because you know uh i think that will be the key into really taking the the podcast to the next level and just doing um more uh, amazing things um and again i'm sorry for my voice i'm sorry for um not having a, a full-on um you know, a venting session when it comes to an episode, you know, my daughter got me sick and then I had strep and, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, it's a mess. But, uh, but yeah, anyways, I'm trying new things on the podcast. Let me know what you think. By the way, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, uh, all you have to do is email me at hello at ventpack.org. Um, and then the subject line, you can just write venting session or guest spot and, um, write, write to me a little bit about who you are and why you want to be on the show, what you want to discuss and, um, and we can make it happen. Yeah. Um, or if you have any suggestions on who should be on the show, email them to me as well. Um, I'm always open to, um, having real conversations with people and having different experiences and things like that. It's, I think it's nice to get, um, a taste of other people's lives, you know? Um, all right. So. With that being said, I am going to read some questions. Uh, by the way, how do you get a question to me on the podcast? Uh, it's a it's a usually on the podcast. What we do is at the end of every episode, I like to do a, a section of the podcast called mailbag. I don't do it on every episode, but when I can and when it's not running over time, I'll, I'll do a mailbag session. And what that is, what is mailbag? It's basically you email me at hello at ventpack.org. Uh, that's V-E-N-T-P-A-C-K dot org. And uh, basically in the subject line, just type mailbag and write to me a question. All questions are going to be anonymous. Um, you know, write to me a question and uh, I'll have an answer on the show. Um, it's nice. Um, uh, I like having your guys' questions. I like answering it. If you have any question to me, if it's appropriate, I'll read it on the show and um, hopefully get some clarity to whatever you want to know um so with that being said uh i'm gonna do, i'm gonna spend the whole episode really just doing mailbag and it's gonna be a shorter episode than usual like i said i'm really sick but uh when i feel better we'll get back into the swing of things but uh, without further ado let's take it from anonymous anonymous asked last week's uh sorry uh last week's episode was interesting how did you apply that to your co-parenting situation now? Is anything better? Is anything better? Uh, um, that's, that's a, um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. 
uh, here, here's, here's the deciding factor if everything's better. I just got literally just now, I don't know if you guys could hear my phone buzzing, but I got a message from my co-parent, my child's mother. And here will be, um, yeah, that nothing is, uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just read that message and I'll tell you what, I don't know if anything's better per se. What I will say is I think I have a better understanding on how to handle certain situations and how to deal with them. I, for whatever reason, the last four years being a co-parent, um, has been super challenging for me because I, being a co-parent last four years has been super challenging for me because I, I think I've had an expectation of how I thought this would be and things like that. And it's just not, it's not it, you know? So when you ask me if things are better, I think with everything, you know, um, it takes time. It won't happen overnight. Um, change takes time. And, um, you know, it's only been a few weeks or maybe a week and a half. So I look, I look, I don't, I don't know. Um, all I can say is, uh, I think I have a better understanding on how to deal with certain situations. So are things better? Not really, <laughs> but, uh, I, I have a, I have a much better capacity on, on, um, how to, uh, handle situations or, uh, or, uh, conversations that may irritate me. Um, yeah. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Again, I'm sick. Uh, next question. Anonymous writes, how do you feel about your child's mother's boyfriend? Um, I don't know. I, I look, I've said this before. I, I have no, well, what, here, here's what I will say. What I respect about him and I don't really know him, to be honest with you. What I respect about him is every single fight that I've ever had with my child's mother or argument or disagreement or whatever, spit, spat, whatever you want to say. Every single time, he has never once interjected himself ever, ever. And I'll tell you what, that was always one of my biggest fears. Not that I'm scared of any. Look, uh, I, <laughs> I don't know how to say it respectfully. I'm not scared of anything. But one of my biggest fears was creating a situation for myself that would further irritate everything in my life. Meaning, I'm sure there is situations out there where the mother's boyfriend does interject himself and say something. And look, by the way, I mean, nothing I've, as far as I'm concerned, nothing I said has ever been out of pocket. So, you know, uh, what I like is that our disagreements between you know, my daughter's mother and I stay between us and it doesn't have to anything to really do with, um, you know, um, him. So that's what I appreciate. But, uh, you know, I, him as a person, I, like I, I've said this before, um, something I didn't like was me not being able to, you know, sit down and grab a beer with the guy and getting to know the person who's around my daughter. That really bothered me to an extent that I let go pretty much, but it, I mean, it bothered me, but you know, I spoke about this in the, pre in a, in a previous episode, my friend told me something about that. And he was like, well, you know, if you go out with him and grab a beer and you decide you don't like him, what does that do for you? Other than confirm you don't like him, you know, I, you know, what would it really do? Even if you didn't like him, if you did or didn't like him, what could you really do? So, um, 
yeah, I think it's all about having, you know, control over the things I can control and accepting the things that I can't control. So the point was, you know, even if I didn't like the guy, what could I really do about it? So, um, you know, I didn't like that I couldn't grab a beer with him and get to know him, but you know, I, I guess in hindsight, what, what, what would that really matter to me anyway? So I don't know. Overall, I, I don't really know the guy and yeah, I, 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 you know, it hasn't tremendously bothered me yet. So yeah. Uh, next question. Where do you see yourself in five years when it comes to your baby mother? Um, I don't know what that means. Uh, I, I, I think that question could be interpreted many different ways. If you're talking relationship wise, nada. That's off the table beyond any fathom of possibilities. But, uh, if you're talking, you know, when it comes to our co-parenting relationship, I don't know. I hope, um, I'm approaching life with an open mind and an embracing heart. I don't have, uh, tremendous assumptions about anything anymore. You know, um, there was, a, I think two episodes ago, I, I, I was speaking about how I said things will never change. And then, you know, we, my daughter swallowed a magnet and I saw her mom for the first time in like two years. And we actually shared a laugh with each other and, um, you know, it made me a little hopeful. So I, you know, I, uh, I don't know. I have no idea. You know, it could be worse, could be better. I, I know there's a few things that, uh, um, I'm concerned about, but, um, you know, I, me, I'm a bit of a, I'm, I'm the type of guy that kind of likes to think about the future a lot, which is kind of not a very good thing, to be honest with you. I over, I'm a, I'm a big planner. I like to know things right away. And I, so, um, I guess to summarize that I'm impatient. So, you know, I, I like to, I overthink a lot. And what I'm trying to do now is to kind of just let things sit and settle and be, and be in the moment. And, uh, you know, I, I don't really feel a need to overthink things anymore. So that's kind of my biggest thing I'm working on when it comes to my personal self is kind of letting things be, um, to your overall question, you know, I, like I said, I don't know, I, I'm kind of just going with the flow, baby. Um, all right. Next question. Any relationship advice for a single father? I don't know. I, I would ask you for advice, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not really having a ton of luck in the relationship department. Um, so, I mean, I, I, like I said, I would ask you, all I can say is, um, every, not only a single parent, but every parent has come in a situation where, you know, someone says, I actually just the other day, to be honest, I forgot just the other day I'm, I, I'm on a date and it, it was just, it was ca super casual. It was like a coffee date. So it wasn't a huge investment, <laughs> but, uh, I'm on a coffee date and I'm talking to this girl about my life and. And then comes, hey, well, uh, well, first, when I, every time I'm on a date, I like to 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's kind of like my sales tactic. I like to ask a ton of questions about them. So I'm letting her speak for a very long time. And then she asked me about myself and I tell her about my family. And, and then I tell her I have a daughter and then I could see visually in her face. She was taken back by it. And then later in the conversation, she was like, yeah, you know, um, uh, I, I was a little thrown, thrown back by, by you having a daughter and I'm not ready to be a mother. And which is always kind of a, uh, a peculiar thing to say to me because it's like, I, what are you talking about? I never even said that you would ever meet her. You know, I, who said anything about you being a mother? Um, and you know, and, and it used to be, it really, it used to bother me a lot because, um, you know, it's like how I'm not, what, what difference is there besides me having a, a child, but what's but what, what other, I'm still the same person. Like I'm, I still like to, I'm still young. I still like to go out. I, I like, I like concerts. I like music. I like food. I'm like everything that you want to do, I can do. Right. And I have my daughter one week on, one week off. Um, and even if I had her full time, seriously, I mean, how am I that, uh, different? Yeah. I'm mature. I'm a whole ass dad, but you know, it's, it's, I, I, I don't get, it's like, oh, well, you just want to get married and. I, I I don't know because I mean I, I don't know what the thought process is. I I'm not ready to be a mother. I get that, you know. I, I'm not ready to be. I don't know. It, it just it, it really bugs me sometimes because I'm like, there's nothing I asked of you. I am just simply I don't know. I'm the same person. So it, that quite that, I mean that statement kind of bugs me, or it did. But now you know when she told me that, I was kind of like relieved because nowadays when someone tells me I'm you know I'm not with a kid or whatever, you know I. I I kind of thank them because I'm like, okay, well, you're not, you're not the one for me. And and it's like the, the mantra of every single parent, not even a father of every parent out there. The mantra is, um, my person will be more than accepting of me having, um, my bonus package, my partner in crime, you know, um, my daughter, you know, my child, um, she's a bonus, not a not baggage. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I you know, uh, with every with every single parent i'm you know that's come that definitely comes up but uh you know it really doesn't bother me anymore you know because it's like you did me a favor now i know that you're not the one and i can spend my time somewhere else and and, and truthfully if someone tells you that do you really even want to pursue them further when it comes to thinking about your future someone who doesn't really like kids or want kids do you want them around your kid i don't really know that i, I to be the best thing you know i 
I, I don't know. I, I'll tell you, I dated this one girl, not dated, but I guess I was talking pretty, I don't know. I was talking to this one girl, um, and, uh, she had a kid and I tried to get with it, but I truthfully despised her child. I really did. And I know that's awful to say, but I hated her kid. I really, I, I hated him. And, um, and he was just a bad kid. I mean, some of you are like, why, but I'm sure, but yeah, he was just a bad kid. And, um, I felt like, well, that's rude to say. I don't know if he was a, I don't want to say he was a bad kid. I mean, every kid is, just lovely but you know i i think a lot of you out there know what i mean i i didn't i wasn't vibing with her kid and i and ultimately maybe it had something to do with me i don't think i i don't here's here's why you should never be offended if someone tells you that even because listen they did you a favor and even if you don't get it even if it does kind of offend you you can't act like it because internally i think some of us can get it right. I don't know if I can be a step parent to somebody else's kid. I don't know if that's me, right? And the people who think that, you have to accept that. You know, like that's valid. I, me personally, I don't know if I could be a step parent to someone else's kid. I tried it. I wasn't vibing with the kid, and and this sounds horrible too. But you know, I, but then you you start to think about your own parenting style, and I'm like. Everything that she did as a parent, I would have done the opposite. And, um, you know, I, it just wasn't a vibe. And I kind of just, it's it, you know, I let it go. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, all I can say is, uh, you know, that's, that's a tough one as far as dating, but I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in just being yourself, being honest, being open and not trying to force anything. Look, if someone's not vibing with you having a kit, then look, they did you a favor. There's no need to act rude to that person, but in all seriousness, you can be like, okay, thank you. Next, you know, Ariana Grande voice. Uh, next question. Um, how often do you make time for yourself when having a kid? Um, I mean, all the time. I mean, even when she's here, I, I take constant naps or I try to, and the problem with having, you know, uh, a kid and making time for yourself is you, you have to create a plan and, I wasn't really on board with that at first because I wanted to just wing it, wake up every day, wing it and be spontaneous. And you can at some times do that, but I like to have a plan involved too. You know, I, I like to plan my weeks out a little bit and that goes a little bit back to, you know, kind of my OCD about looking towards the future. But I think when I wake up, I know what I'm making for breakfast for, for Layla. I, you know, I know what's for dinner. You know, I know what our plan is for today. You know, I, I, I have a scheduled time for us to have father daughter time. You know, there's a time for her to nap. There's a time for her, her play time. There's a time for me to nap. There's a time for me to play games. There's a time for us at nighttime to watch a movie together for her to wind down. You know, I like, there's, there's, there's a routine that we follow. And I think part of making time for yourself is by having that routine. Um, so, you know, like I, like I said, I, I make time for myself all the time, but, um, I have a routine. Uh, all right. Next question. Um, have you ever tried to manage a date while having your daughter? Uh, yeah, I, I have, uh, I mean, I just use anything that's available to me. I mean, my, my family sometimes is available sometimes, um, 
if I'm going on like a quick coffee date, my gym actually has like a little daycare thing. I can drop Layla off for like two hours and go on like a little coffee date, maybe at the gym or something. And I don't know, you know what I mean? Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's bound to happen. So yes, that has happened. Um, sorry guys. I need to take a sip of tea. I am very, very sick. Hold on. All right. Next question. What is your favorite movie to put on when you're having a date? I don't know. That's a silly question. <laughs> um, but really, I don't know. I like to ask what they want to watch and they'll ultimately say, oh, I don't know. And then I pick something and then, you know, I don't know. But I'll, I'll, to be honest I'll with, you, with you, when it goes back to dating advice, I don't think watching a movie at your house is a very good first date because, I mean, me, and, the, and I've changed on that attitude because me, like when I was younger, like I said, my dad really, no disrespect, but I, I, for those of you who have been listening to my podcast a while, you know, you know, my parents didn't really show me very chivalrous, um, very chivalrous uh, visuals when it came to their relationship. And I don't think my dad really taught me how to be a gentleman. So, you know, what I learned from love and things like that and dating was the movies. And I got frustrated because every single movie is just the guy inviting a girl over to his house. He cooks, you know, he has like a an apron on or something and they have wine and they just have a dinner on the kitchen counter or bar or table and it's a beautiful rom-com there right and that's what i've learned from every single movie it, literally think about it it happens in every single movie pretty much where it's just like a first date is you know i'll cook for you and i've always thought that that's it right and so i've always went for that but of course you know girls think you know, if you, you're trying to get me over your house, you just want to fuck or they're, you know, they don't know they're worried about safety or, you know, and I get it, but, um, but I, I got so, I got so frustrated because I'm like, this, this is what I'm supposed to do. You know, I'm like, what am I, you know, you know, so, um, I've moved away from, um, first dates at the house. And, and if you really want a first date, um, to be nice, you know, um, pick somewhere. If you have the bread, do like something kind of quirky or interesting. I'd say maybe like an escape room or maybe a sushi date or something like that. Or um, if you want to, if you're strapped for cash or want to make it a little bit more casual, you're not sure if you really are interested in the person, maybe a coffee date. That's always like a really easy and clean break too. Like that, like I said, the girl I was meeting with the other day that told me she's not really for kids. I was, it was such a clean break. It was like, oh, we just had coffee. Oh, oh well. I got a coffee and I'm just going to go about my day, you know? Um, so it was, yeah, I like those. Um, but as far as movies go, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, that's a silly question. <laughs> um, next question. How do you, oh, wow, this is relevant. How do you feel about sex in the first date? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say no. I think some, I don't know if I can, I, I, I don't know. This is weird. I don't know if I can speak for every guy out there, but there's something, or even maybe girls too. You know, if there's any girls listening, which I know there are, but if you, maybe you can email me or DM me um, about this because this is interesting. Um, do girls have it where you sleep with someone and then you kind of just suddenly are not interested with them if it's the first time? Because it's, it, it, it's weird if it's, 
if you sleep with someone the first date, I don't know if that really, because there's no surprise anymore, you know? It's like, I don't know if I'm interested in you because I've already got all of you in one sitting, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think there needs to be more of a surprise if you're really interested in someone. Um, maybe one or two dates first. Um, or if you guys are both mature, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing you couldn't do now that you can, can't do three months from now. So uh, maybe except anal. I don't know. It's a little big one for the first date. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think um, that's an interesting uh, uh, discussion that I don't know if I'm fully qualified to answer. But uh, I don't know. Very interesting. Um, how would you feel if your daughter ever got into OnlyFans? Uh, I'm not answering that question. Next question. Um, I think that's a disrespectful question, to be honest with you. I understand. Anyways, uh, uh, how would you feel? How would you feel if your kid went into OnlyFans? You know, uh, so why would I want to discuss that? It would never happen. What are you talking about? Um, anyways, sorry, I didn't mean to be rude, but seriously. Uh, next question. Um, sorry, I'm looking here. By the way, um, you know, I will answer it. It would never happen. And that's that. But, you know, you're, it's a very tricky conversation that, uh, you know, I don't want to get canceled or I don't know. It's a very interesting topic. And, um, you know, I, I, I love my daughter no matter what she would do. But, uh, I think there are a lot of different things that, um, women can do anything, you know, president of the United States. Um, I think, I think we, we miss that. I don't think anyone really tells their kids that anymore. You know, I remember growing up, the American thing to say was you could be president of the United States. You could be an astronaut. You could do anything. You could be a pilot. I think, I think that's kind of lost in today's society. You know, it's now it's like, all right, you could dance or do OnlyFans. And look, I get it, you know, I teach their own, but, uh, I think there's a lot of things people can do and, um, I'll support whatever my daughter wants to do. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, over my dead body anyways, <laughs> uh, what do you do for work? Uh, I'm a national shipping, uh, I'm a national sales director for a shipping and fulfillment center. Um, it's called rocket shippers and I love it. Um, yeah, I love it. And, uh, my bosses are amazing and very cool and um yeah and i see the next question is you know would i ever want this to be my main job yeah i mean i'll tell you what i'm very happy with what i'm with everything right now but i mean if i could sit back and have this podcast be my main job of course i would do that in a heartbeat um but uh a little bit a little bit ways to go from that as of right now that would be that'd be great though i would love that so much um by the way join our patriot and maybe i could get there um yeah next question <laughs> uh have you ever dated someone that cheated on you uh of course um <laughs> why why'd you ask it like that i think I, <laughs> why didn't you just ask have you ever been cheated on uh yeah i have um i speak about it i spoke about it before and you know i can't really go into it again for 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, a couple of reasons. Um, but um, yeah, I have. And, uh, you know, it, it, it affected me deeply. And I would never do that to someone. I think if you're that. And I, sometimes I see these TikTok videos of people like giving advice on how to cheat. And I'm like, why don't you just break up with the person? Why is it that, you know, you, why are you going through a whole bunch of extra steps and sweating and your heart racing and, you know, locking? I mean, it just seems like a lot of extra steps when you could just break up with the person. Um, Next question. Have you ever been in love? Yes, I have. Or at least, you, I don't know. I have. I have. I'll say I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next question. Uh, were you ever in love with your baby mama? Interesting question. I'll say I don't know. I'll say I don't know. Um, I will say I don't know. Next question: How many kids do you want? Um, I don't know. Probably a couple more. I go in between though. Sometimes I'm like, my daughter stresses me out to the point where I feel like I'm having a heart attack. And uh, by the way, here's something I need, I want to discuss. You know, self care when you're a single parent is also important. And don't be afraid to tell someone, "Hey, my child is stressing me out." Um, look, I see a therapist and I see a psychiatrist and I, I see a regular doctor and, you know, I have my entire life struggled with anxiety. I've struggled with depression. I've struggled with a lot of different things that, you know, affect my well-being and my, and my, and my, and my person. And I, I think one of the things that I try to actively look out for is my own personal, um, well-being, my own personal, um, state of mind. And, you know, um, I think especially lately, my daughter has especially stressed me out in a way that is uh, not only different, but more advanced. You know, when she was younger, and I was just telling my friend this too, it's funny. When, when, you're, when, you're, when your child is first born, it's kind of about, you know, keeping them alive and keeping them and taking care, taking care of them and feeding them and doing everything for them. And although that can be somewhat stressful, I think it's less so because it's more beautiful and, um, and new and special. And, you know, the, the worst thing that happens is just them crying, but really babies sleep a lot. As she gets a little older, it's more of making sure she doesn't put things in her mouth and, um, you know, just getting rid of some tantrums and, you know, but now at my four-year-old, has fully formed her little personality and um she has attitudes and she has uh not tantrums but they're like really bad hissy fits and um you know she disrespects me and it's it's a it's a lot of it's a lot and i think especially doing it on my own you know i felt myself breaking down crying i felt myself wanting to explode uh, you know so i went to the doctor and i said listen here's what's happening my daughter is giving me a, a heart attack i'm going to literally pass out and die if i don't get this taken care of what can i do and yeah i mean i've gotten prescribed you know some things that you know help me and you know chill out um and it's not weed i know a lot of you're thinking weed but no i i don't smoke weed i'm sure that would help me chill out but 
kind of hard to, you know, being in the moment and just saying, oh, I'm going to smoke a joint while you just sit there and play your Barbies. So, no. Um, but yeah, you know, I went to the doctor and said, look, my daughter's killing me. What can I do? What can you do for me? Um, so don't be afraid to, you know, check up on your mental health because yeah, you're, you're a single parent, you have a lot going on and, um, look, I mean, it can be tough for anyone. So yeah, by the way, I mean, I'll admit this to you guys right now. I mean, I'm on antidepressants. Um, I'm taking Symbolta, you know, it's an antidepressant that helps me and with my anxiety and my mood. Um, uh, and you know, I, I look, I'd love to get off it one day and, or maybe not. I, I don't know. I, I, all I know is I'm good. All I know is in my worst moment, I felt like I couldn't go on. And in my worst moments now, you know, I, I still see a sliver of light at the end of the tunnel. And, and part of that is the motivation I have for my daughter. And part of that is just by going to the doctor and making sure that I'm all good, making sure that I'm a, a, a healthy, stable person that, you know, cares about their mental health. So, um, I don't, you look, I, you know, sometimes, uh, it can be depressive, um, going through things on your own. So, uh, yeah. Um, you know, don't be afraid to check up on your mental health. And if you know anyone who's a single parent or just like you, or maybe you're not a single parent, you're just listening just cause, which I appreciate the support. Welcome. But, um, you know, check up on the people that you care about. Just do a little mental health check. And, um, yeah, I mean, sometimes I think the best thing someone told me one time is just like, I hear you. I think I'm like, look, I, I get you. I like someone really listened to me and said, I hear you. And that, that was, that made me feel so good. Um, but yeah, anyways, I forgot what the original question was. <laughs> uh, next question. Uh, where do you live? Um, Vegas, but, uh, that's all you're getting. Creeper. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is your custody situation? Like, uh, it's 50, 50, one week on one week off. I, I bring it up all the time, but, um, yeah, uh, it is one week on one week off and, um, look, it's a good situation. Um, and, and um, look, I, you know, I, I brought this up, I think last episode too, but there was a lot of stigmas out there about single fathers. And I remember when I went to court, I felt like it, it, I, I almost got the feeling that I was at a disadvantage and I'm the one who filed for 50-50. Um, and Nevada is a 50-50 state, but I mean, the, you know, a lot of people favor the mother. And I'll say right off the bat, before I say anything else, anything else, I will say that I am well aware that in a lot of situations, maybe most situations, there are instances where that deserves to be the case, whether it's um, physical abuse, emotional abuse, uh, you know, child abuse, uh, sexual assaults, you know, anything of that nature. Uh, or if the person's a shitty person, I understand that, you know, it warrants sometimes one parent to be awarded full custody. But I do think there's a really bad stigma out there about single fathers, especially within the black community. In the black community, I mean, look, it's obvious. Everyone has the uh, the thought out there that you know black fathers don't stick around and they don't exist. And I think that's a very um, destigmatized and um, uh, uh, just old fashioned 
well, first of all, myth, but, um, you know, it's proven to be a myth. It's just, it's just a lie. And it's just, it's, it's a terrible thing to think about black people in that fashion. But, um, but also there are situations out there where, you know, mom or dad just gets mad at the other and, you know, use the secrets that they've shared with each other or something of that nature to get awarded 50, 50. And I, I think it, it is wrong to it's called parental alienation i think it is wrong to um say that because you're a certain gender that you should be a, just automatically awarded full custody or looked on in a more favorable manner you know i just because i'm a i'm, I'm a male i don't think that should make me any less entitled to the child that i brought into this world than the other parent you know what i mean um and I, like I said, I know there's certain situations where that needs to be the case, but in just a normal, you know, hey, we break up and I don't like you situation, I, I just don't agree with that. You know, it, I, it's, it's horrible. And, you know, I remember looking at resources for myself when I was awarded 50-50, I'm like, well, how can I get by? And luckily, like I said, uh, her mother wasn't breastfeeding, but, uh, and so I had formula to go off of, but. Even that, I'm looking, how can I be supported? Um, it's expensive. And I, you know, I wasn't even aware. I forgot how I found out, but I wasn't even aware that WIC, Women, Infants, and Children, is what it stands for, um, gives resources to men. And you wouldn't know because it literally says women, infants, and children. So, um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really promote at all that men can get that support. Um and you, you just kind of get looked down upon. And I think that was one of the biggest heartbreaks for me being a father is I'm like, look, I'm fully all in. I, I, if I, first of all, I'm not saying I do want this. I'm just saying, of course, I want my daughter all the time, but I'm, but I'm, I'm like, you know, I, 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 of course I want f full custody, you know, and I'm not saying like, and, and let's be clear. I'm not saying I'm going to go after full custody. I don't, I look up, I'm good. I'm just saying, of course, I want my daughter all the time, but, you know, I, I just feel like it was such a weird thing to be looked down upon just because I'm a black single father here in America. Um, you know, I, just because I'm a male means I'm at a disadvantage when it kind of in the court system. And, you know, that's a fact. And I, and I hate to put it like that, but it is. And that doesn't mean I don't support, I, I support single mothers, of course. It just means that I just want to, you know, I want a fair shot at raising my daughter just like a single mother would, you know, you know, and minus look, and again, minus the things that come with, um, that extra territory where it deserves to be that case, you know, minus the abuse or physical abuse, whatever those cases be where the mother deserves to be, you know, I, I just think, I don't know. I think you guys get what I'm saying, but, um, but yeah, you know, I look, I, all I wanted to do was be supported. And that's kind of why I started the podcast is just to give support and share support and be supportive with each other and to let other single fathers know that they're not alone. You know, single parenting is a, is a, is a challenge and it deserves to be commended. And, and, um, uh, to all of you out there, the single mothers and the fathers to whatever gender you identify yourself as it, you know, you deserve support and you deserve recognition. Um, I think, staying in your child's life and being there for your child is such a special and beautiful thing. So yeah. Um, I'll read a couple more and then I'm kind of done. Cause I'm, again, I'm, I'm very sick. 
And I'm sorry about this episode, guys. It's like it's kind of un unscripted. Um, but uh yeah, I'm just kind of going with the flow. Um, next question. You mentioned in college that you had some issues with depression. What were some of the issues that made you want to change as a person? Um, well, that's a very good, good question and a deep one. Um, I think one of those issues were for me was I didn't like how things were panning out for me in my life around me. Um, I had a, you know, it's difficult because I want to explain, but I don't want to make excuses. Um, you know, I look at that time, my parents were going through divorce and, you know, my, my, my girlfriend at the time, um, it, you know, it, 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 I was in a bad way, you know, and I was super depressed and angry and I didn't really, I was just, I turned into a really big asshole in college and I felt like starting fights and chasing girls was the way to, um, this was a way to kind of, um, well, I guess to understand, you you kind of have to know my backstory. Um, my we with my dad, you know, his job required us to move around a lot. So I, you know, I lived in. I was born in Michigan. I lived in New York. Um, I think a little bit in California. We we went to uh, Arizona, Washington State. I went to middle school in Nebraska, and then I um, went to high school in Vegas. And I went to several different high schools in Vegas because my parents divorced. But, uh, um, but I remember when I came to Vegas, I'm this guy in, you know, jean shorts and, you know, uh, you know, uh, um, a, a FUBU t-shirt, you know, talking to everyone like, Hey guys, how's it going? And, you know, talking quote unquote white per se. And everyone just picked on me. You know, really, I, I got bullied a lot in high school because of the way I spoke and dressed and acted. I was really um, polite and um, I was really mild mannered and um, I didn't know what hella meant. I thought sex was a bad word. I, you know, I, I you know, I am, um, I, I tell this story a lot, but I, 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 it's funny now looking back on it, but I remember um, I had no idea what catch a, you know, do you want to catch a fade? I didn't know what that meant. You know, so um, I remember, you know, coming from Nebraska to Vegas, I didn't know what catch a fade means. And I asked someone, what does catch a fade mean? And he was like, oh, it means, do you want to hang out? And he's like, go to that guy right over there and say, hey, do you want to catch a fade? And it was this really big football player. And uh, I'm like, okay, well, I, I want to make friends. So I go up to him and I'm like, hey, man, uh, you want to catch a fade? This guy looks at me and says, what? This episode of the Single Father Podcast was created using Podcastle. Podcastle is truly the simplest software solution for creating your podcast. From studio quality audio and video recording to simple and intuitive editing to AI-powered features like one-click background noise removal and even voice cloning, Podcastle has you covered to make podcast creation a breeze. It really is an amazing all-in-one platform for audio and video content. You can give it a try today at podcastle.ai. All right, guys, before we continue, I just want to let every fellow podcaster tuned in right now on one of the best podcasting tools I've been using. So if you're like me and you've been spending hours on creating content for your show, 
We're talking show notes, timestamps, episode descriptions, articles, you name it. Then Decipher AI is something you're definitely going to want to try. It's a new AI tool that just launched last year, and it's made content creation crazy easy for me. With Decipher AI, all you need to do is upload your episode transcript or audio to generate high-quality, engaging content for your podcast within minutes. No more hassle of researching, writing, and editing everything yourself because Decipher AI does all of the heavy lifting for you. Decipher AI creates episode summaries, segment descriptions, and even pulls quotes from your episodes so you can get content creation done in half the time. The best part? Guys, it's completely free, 100% free. Try Decipher AI for free today by signing up at www.decipher.ai. And I'm like, uh, yeah, do you, you want to catch a fade? He's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, I don't know. I'm going, I'm going to McDonald's if you want to catch a fade, man. He's like, I can do it right now. And I'm like, okay, I got time. And then he, he literally, I just remember smiling at him and seeing the meanest mug face I've ever seen in my life. And then the next second I'm on the floor, he punches me square in the face. He's like, how about that fade? Nuggle, you know, just going crazy. And then I remember the people I, I, I asked that were laughing behind me. They're like, catch a fade means you want to fight fool, blah, 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 blah. And I just got bullied so hard in high school. I really did. You know? Um, and I remember after that, I'm like, okay, I got to fit in. And I felt that the first time I really would fit in was kind of joining the crowd and just being a sheep, which I'm disappointed in really. But, um, I remember just making people laugh and, and I wouldn't, you know, um, yeah, I just, I would just try to make people laugh, but it would be like, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it, but it, it wasn't like the type of thing that like, what they were laughing about, I wasn't proud of, you know, it was just kind of being an, a dick and an asshole. And, you know, that's how I made people laugh. And I'm like, okay, this is what I need to do. And I need to switch things up. I can't be this mild mannered guy anymore. I need to start saying hella. I need to start, you know, trying to be, you know, a little bit more quote unquote black. You know, I didn't have that. My, you know, my dad's white, my mom's black, but my siblings are mixed and even my daughter's mixed and my, my child's mother's white. And I, when I went to family reunions, it was one white side and one black side. You know, I never saw race as an issue for me in my entire life. And it's funny because I remember living in Nebraska, you know, being in this mixed race family, I truthfully didn't understand what racism meant. Um, it was only at a later age where I understood that some of the things that were happening to me when I was in middle school was racism. And I always thought it was just someone being rude, you know? Um, and so when I came to Vegas, it was such a different culture shock and I had to try to adapt. And I think one of the things that I regret during that time is, um, that I didn't really stay true to myself and be myself. Yeah. Maybe I saw, you know, girls maybe we're attracted to that thug guy, but you know, I, I think I was really comfortable just being me, the sweet guy who was, um, romantic and, you know, innocent. And I kind of miss that aspect. And in a lot of ways, I feel like I've gotten that background, you know, more myself. Um, and I do think, you know, Vegas has, you know, I've consumed some of the culture of Vegas, 
but um you know that asshole-ish nature is kind of out of me but it, but it did stay with me in, in college and to answer your question you know that's kind of what it was and it was amplified when i went to college because of a lot of things that were going on with my family so you know again and i didn't learn what love or or, or uh how to care for a woman um i didn't know any of those aspects when i went to college so I remember just looking up college movies and learning from like Van Wilder or American Pie. And if you see those movies, it's all about chasing women and partying and doing all these things. And I tried to adapt that personality in college. And I remember just, yeah, it just didn't go well. You know, I started losing really good friends and I started um, just hearing things about me, just whispers about me all the time, all the time. I mean, you wouldn't believe it. I remember there was so much so I'm sorry, there were so many rumors about me at one point that are just so much negative connotation to my name. You know, if people hear my name, they just, oh, I, you know, that I, I started going by K. I'm like, uh, call me K. Because I felt, you know, at the time, I'm like, if people get to know K, then maybe they'll be more accepting when they find out that I'm Kendall. You know, it was so bad. And I remember just, kind of getting overwhelmed by it. And I brought this up before, but a big, big, big piece of my life that kind of changed me was I was talking to this girl who has since passed away, unfortunately. Um, but I was talking to this girl um, and we've always been really close. She was one of the first people I met up in, in Reno when I went to college. Um, over the course of some time, her and I got really close. And then all of a sudden we just didn't speak anymore. And I remember I got a girlfriend once and I posted her to my Instagram. And I remember it was such a horrifying day for me because instantly when I posted her to my Instagram, um, that girl got flooded with messages about me. I, I, I don't know if I'd say flooded, but she got definitely a few DMs about me. Um, and one of them was that girl that I was close with before. And she said, yeah, you know, be careful of Kendall. He's kind of an asshole and a player and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I remember I was so distraught by it. I'm like, what the fuck? This girl that I was close with, the first girl I met up in Reno, like, how could you say this about me? I was blown away. And I remember texting her. I'm like, "What? hey, I don't know what's, what happened or what's going on, but I just want to let you know I forgive you for telling my girlfriend that, you know? And I remember she responds to me and it's something of the nature, like, forgive me. She's like, Kendall, I, I guess it's hard to repeat, but she said, Kendall, you're not a good person. You lie, you cheat, you steal, and no one has anything good to say about you. She's like, even I have fallen victim to people saying things or rumors about myself, but not into the mass volume that you have. And, um, it, I mean, it, it, it really, really hurt me and uh i just remember also i mean so much of college i was blaming other people i'd lose a friend i'd be like fuck that guy i'd lose another friend fuck him you know i I'd, people would say things about him fuck them fuck them fuck you too fuck it you know what i mean i didn't give a fuck but that one i think that was the first time where i'm like fuck me man what am i doing i i'm and i, I think it, that moment i'm like i I don't want to be this person. I'm like, you're right. I want to change. And um, I remember I got 
shortly after that, I got baptized. And uh, um, I just remember thinking the day after my baptism, I don't feel any different. And the, the, the thing that I've learned that I try to tell people now is change takes time. It's not a, it's, it's not a light switch. It's a journey. And um, I just remember just desperately trying to change everything about myself to make it where I could recognize myself again. Go, on, go back to that sweet, innocent boy that I was in Nebraska. You know, that young man who was, who did have some chivalry and, and, and uh, you know, didn't need to fit in with a crowd. Just, just, I wanted to be myself again, you know, to let go of all that hate and anger that I had and just to show people who I really am. And, and look, I, I started, that's another reason I started this podcast is because I wanted to show people a different side of me because who, and again, it's hard to speak about it because I don't want it to sound like I'm making excuses. I fully accept and I'm aware of everything you know, negative that I've done or people that I've heard or whatever the case may be. But, and I, and I accept that and I own it and I am more apologetic than you know. Um, you know, just from being an asshole to everyone, but you know, I, I was hurt, angry boy. I just, this boy who was hurt, angry and scared. And, um, you know, I, I I'm, I'm like, I'm not that boy anymore. I, I'm, I'm now I'm full of love and, I'm, I'm caring and I'm open. And, uh, and I remember when I had my daughter, I think that really did it for me, especially being a girl. Like, I, you know, I have to start showing people respect. I have to start treating everyone with respect. I don't want my daughter to be another one that hears things about me. I don't want her to be someone else who hears whispers and rumors about me. I want to be a man that she can look up to, a man that she respects, a man that she bases her future loves off of. I want to be that guy for her. And I remember that was the set in stone when I had my daughter. I'm like, I I am that guy. I have to be that guy. You know, I have no choice. I, I, I will change, but not just for her, for myself. And when that girl died, I mean, it it really broke me because I've always wanted just to go back to her and say, see, you see, see me now. I'm different. I still believe to this day that when I die, I don't know, I have this image in my head that she'll be there and say, you did it, you know? But uh, yeah, I think that was the start of why I wanted to change. And my daughter was the nail in the coffin to me starting that major change in my life to being the man that I feel like I am today. And I always say this all the time to some of those people who still see me as that asshole, those opinions may be set in stone, but to others, there's more of me yet to see. And stone, you know, can also break. And if you want to rewrite your opinion of me in a different set of stones, I'm here to show you the good side of me, the vulnerable side, the man who just makes mistakes, who's human, you know? I'm now a single dad dealing with consequences of my past and I'll, yeah, dealing with consequences of how I acted in the relationship with, with my child's mother. And although I will tell you that I do believe there's a lot of reasons why her mother and I broke up, but I'd be lying if I didn't say a big reason was me just being an asshole. I, I regret a lot of things that I did, but I'm proud of the man I am now. And that being said, guys, I'm losing my voice and I think that's, that's about it. Um, Again, 
Sorry, it wasn't the best of episodes. I tried to go an hour long just to make it, you know, entertaining. And but uh, yeah, I've answered a few questions. I've told you guys a few stories, and I have to go rest my voice. I really am not. I really don't feel good. But thank you guys for joining me on another episode, and thank you for letting me vent with you. It's amazing that I have a group of people who are able to support me and we can support each other. And once again, follow us on social media at The Single Father Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, like, subscribe where uh, the podcast is available anywhere you enjoy podcasts. You know, subscribe, leave a review, comment. It really helps. It really does. Um, Join our Patreon. If you like what you hear and you want to join me back next week, um, join the Patreon. Become a supporter of the podcast. Like I said, it's a price of a cup of coffee every month. $5 a month. What's that to you? You know, by the way, I mean, if it's a lot to you, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just asking. But uh, yeah, there's different tiers that you can sign up with. And um, I would love to have you guys to join the Patreon and join the community. Um, thank you guys so much for being a part of today's show. And um, I look forward to seeing you guys next time. Make sure if you want to be a guest on the podcast, you email me at hello at vimpact.org in the subject line, write guests. And uh, same goes for if you want to write in a question. You know, as you see, I have a ton of room for questions because I give, kind of give long answers. And I thought this would be a rapid fire type of thing where I'd answer a ton of questions, but I have a lot of stories to tell. So thank you guys for writing in those questions. Email me, be there with me, and I'll see you guys next week. This is the Single Father Podcast. I am your host, Kendall Doniker, a.k.a. Father DZ. Until next time, bye-bye. The Single Father Podcast with Kendall Doniker is a weekly show that explores the joys, challenges, and triumphs of being a single dad. Join us as we share stories, offer advice, and provide support to other single fathers. Follow us to stay up to date on new episodes and to connect with other single dads in our community. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and leave a review.